There we go. That's both of them. And we're live. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like it says. Gonna take an inaugural dab. Okay, I have my bong packed so I can take a a, a bong simultaneously with your dab. I'm gonna take a dab out of Lance's little little contraption. <laughs> that dirty little thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that yes. dirty little thing. Dirty little thing. Cleanliness of pieces are really, really important. Look at this fucking nail. I know. He said it was sapped together between the hitter piece and the actual. It's piece. because it's a, it's a um, female nail, and the male it just drips down. Thingy, just like a little yuck. Mm-hmm. I need to get. I'm gonna get some sound effects of the waves outside, and I think we're gonna start the podcast with like the sounds waves. of the waves. That would be good. Like sounds of like the dock. Of the yeah. water like sloshing up against the dock. And right now it's got nice little, well, not too rough. I feel like rough waves are what you kind of want for like mm-hmm. the sound effect. If you went to the actual, maybe you can ocean. get real close to the to the underwater part, like where all those little barnacles are that love to cut our bodies so perfectly. And the lovely so jellies. So much pain. So much pain. I love the jellies. It's jelly season. Uh, I didn't see any jellies, surprisingly. Well, the water wasn't quite as calm as it needs to be to see the jellies. Like, when the water's moving a lot, it makes it rough, so it's not as clear as when there's no no movement. And then you can see kind of, like, two feet underneath the water. I wish you could see more, but the bay is so dirty. Ratchet. Points. Dude, uh, being on the jet ski was so freeing. And then when I went on it by myself, I was like, wow, I am that bitch right now. Yeah, it's really yeah. Yo, fuck yeah. It is wonderful though, and you feel pretty badass on it. I feel a little badass. I'm going so fast. When you stand up though, and you like really absorb the shocks from the jet ski, you just feel so much better because you're not like bopping up and down. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so the difficulty with this is that the the carb cap. We only have one. That's fine. Just use the carb cap. I mean, you could use the bottom of that glass if you wanted to. True. Dude, for the carb a while, cap works for that. Brandon and I had no carb cap, so we would only use like this pint glasses like and things. Thing, by the way, it, it's like whenever. Yeah, and you can use this carb cap. By the way, I'm a bubble in my own. <laughs> like throw it in there oh, shit, immediately shit. type shit. <laughs> Did it get hot? <laughs> I feel like there's like a muscle memory to taking dabs with a certain rig. This rig is fucking stupid as shit, yo. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the way it's turned up like that too. Like the No, literally piece. all my dab is like right there. Oh, that's not cool. I don't get any of it. It's all like, let me just save it to the bottom here. Oh, oh ow, ah. ow, 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 my leg. Did is, that hurt? It did hurt. Look oh, at I my, hate my inner that. thighs are fucking burnt to shit. I oh, know that always <laughs> happens. Dabbing, doing smoking. That's like a, I'm no in pain. the car, I'm just like. You like, guys dab in the car? 
Huh? You guys stab in the car? No, no I don't do that. Not anymore. <laughs> no, I don't do that. Uh, yeah, no. This one looks like a fucking hole in my skin. Prioritize that that fast driving. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. You can't get like pulled over fast. for fast driving. They'll definitely fuck you up. And dabbing. Well, I don't think <laughs> that would be very safe to try to dab while driving fast. You gotta focus on the, uh, the task at hand. Yeah. Point A to point B. Dude, we encountered so many fucking crazy drivers on our way. Down yeah. here? Yeah. Yeah, man. Aggressive. Route 50, they'll get you. I've been pulled over, like, uh, probably 12 times, and, like, at least six to eight of them have been on Route 50. Like, somewhere between Harford County, well, not Harford County, but, like, the Bay Bridge and uh, Ocean City. Yeah, I like people are so reckless, and that's where the cops are because of it. Hit that cruise control the whole way. Mm-hmm. I was not playing no games. Yeah, you gotta. Can't afford no tickets. Oh, and then I I can't afford kissing my mom's get a ticket because they all go to my parents' house. Oh yeah, is that where your car is registered? Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's a Schubert. I haven't gotten a ticket in a really long time. Yeah, I love it. My insurance, when my record was, like, the worst that it ever was, was, like, $600 a month, and that was just for liability. It wasn't full coverage. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a disaster. I mean, my record was so bad. I've taken driver improvement three times. But I haven't gotten a ticket in, like, four years, so there's pretty much nothing on my record anymore. It was just all on my... Damn. Yeah, the first time I ever got pulled over, I got searched, and it was like 1 o'clock in the morning, I had already missed curfew, and I was speeding, and I was going 11 miles over the speed limit, and I got pulled over, my sister was blacked out in the backseat of my car, and I had a friend who was like really not used to getting in trouble in the passenger seat, and I had weed in my pocket, and then the cop came, and he was like, um, you have outstanding tickets in Virginia, and I had had my license for like two months at the time, so, um, so, uh, I had never even driven to Virginia, so I was like, what are you talking about, and he was like, if you step out of the car, we can figure it out, so I got out of the car, and he was like, it smells like weed in here, you want to tell me where it is, because you know we're going to find it, Wow. and I like, yeah, it was so crazy, and I started freaking out, and then, um, my sister, they, like, pulled us all out of the car. My sister was, like, blacked out, like, flirting with the cop a little bit. And it was so awkward. But they never even found anything. And I had, like, taken the weed out of my pocket and threw it underneath of my driver's seat car. Because I was, like, freaking out, you know, and I was 18. So right. I didn't even know what I was doing. But they couldn't even find it. Nope, they didn't even find it. And then I got home and my sister was like, it smells so bad like weed in here. You gotta flush it down the toilet. So I flushed my whole eighth down the toilet. Oh no. Yeah. Bye bye eighth. I still got in trouble though because I missed curfew. Damn. Yeah. Did you guys ever have curfew? Yeah, but it was only after I started going out because I didn't really go out until I was like fucking like 20 some shit same until I like got to college I mean I started going out when I was like 18 years old and I didn't have a curfew and then when my parents started realizing 
what I was doing while I was out. And, yeah, yeah, I didn't have a curfew because my parents knew that I was so mature. Or like, well, I had so I had a car. That was that's what it was. Okay. And I took care of all my friends because my my friends were reckless. So I would end up like driving people to and from where they needed to go. And you were the DD. I was always the DD. So I was always just getting blasted high. Mm. So I, I, that's why I don't really like drinking that much. Right. So my curfew, I'd always would let them know that I would try to be back if at the time they specified. But I was always like, listen, I'm probably gonna be taking a bunch of people home. So, and then they try to be like, oh, you can only have, like, this many people in your car at a time. And I was like, oh. how, like, I bought this car, so. Right. <laughs> they right. can't really control that. You own that car. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of car was it? Uh, it was a, it was a 98 Honda Accord. Oh, um, nice. And it had no miles on it. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, how um, many did you get out of it? Um, probably, like. I thirty yeah thirty thousand maybe mm. no I think it was pro- well cause no cause I I drove that car to New York a lot, like a few times so I drove it places I don't know. you did but like not you didn't drive it consistently and I was in state college yeah. and you don't really have to drive that much in state yeah. college that was why what it happened was to low it? mileage because yeah. it was from there yeah did you get rid of it I we wrecked it how so of course she's like. Mr. Driver, <laughs> um, you were you were whipping it. He was. Well, I wasn't whipping anything. We were coming out of uh, out of uh, what's it called? The sheets on three twenty two near like Pennsylvania mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania, and we were supposed to make a left, and you make a left coming out of the place. Any any place you have to cross over the street, get in the middle lane, and then merge in. So. Essentially, like, look down the street, there was a pretty large gap. We had waited for a good amount of time. And then the car at the end of the gap was a Ford F-150, like a white 2003 or some shit. Like, the last really tank-ass Ford F-150 that they made (laughs) before they started looking like plastic tanks. Mm -hmm. And so, essentially, this thing... And Zoe was like, all right, go ahead. And I looked as well and was like, okay, I can go ahead. And the next thing I know, I looked up and a Ford F-150 was in my fucking throat. Nah. Yeah, like blasted the front of the car right in front of the wheel. The dog, Bo was in the car. Bo was in the car and uh-huh. he was at like the center of the axis of it turning. So he like barely moved. Um, and But the car turned nine degrees. And essentially what happened was uh, we both like went like, like this, mm-hmm. and then it just like stopped traffic for a little bit. We stopped traffic Everybody for was a while. Okay. Was his car fine? No, no his, his car, car was totaled. Completely totaled. Yeah. Damn. It was, yeah, it was bad. It was so bad. I like got out of the car and was like, "Wow, my car!" And then just remember like falling to the ground, and then also remembering Brandon be like, "Nobody touch her!" And then like him running to the back to go <laughs> to go, to go throw d- weed to go dump all in my your car because I had like two ounces of weed. Did and, you like, go in no. sheets? Half ounce of can of butter. Yeah, I went into sheets with, with Bo your dog because I was like after I don't the want accident. Bo- I was like I don't want my dog to run away. My girlfriend can't do it. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna give my dog to somebody because I don't I don't want to do that. And so yeah. essentially, because then I have to tell them like take my dog so I can go throw this shit away that's in my right. car that I'm not supposed to have. Um, so I just went and I I like went in the bathroom to try to throw it away and then it didn't work 
um, because I was like, well, if they check the cameras and they're going to find out. It's in the Did you get in trouble? No, I threw it out behind the back of sheets. Did and then I had my friend it? get it. Yeah, my one boy was leaving state college a week later and he got it. Um, I'm sure he thought that was such a cool little scavenger hunt to find oh, yeah, it. It was George. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> he was probably like, I would. Like, it wouldn't that be fucking dope to find, like, how much weed was it? It was two ounces. He only found an ounce, though, because I think, like, I think I threw an ounce out and then I took, like, ha- a half ounce to Baltimore or something. I don't know how it worked. Interesting. But it was the same day my grandmother died. Oh, actually. shit. That's what made it all fucking crazy and shit. We were like, damn. Yeah, I remember coming out of the hospital, like, where are we? How long were you in the hospital for? I don't even remember. Like, a, not that long. It was just like an evaluation because yeah. she had gotten concussions before, so they wanted to make sure she didn't get a concussion from, like, whipping around. Did you? No. no. How many concussions have you had? Five or four, four or five. Dang. Yeah. You think you're CTE prone? What is that? CTE prone. What's CTE? It's like that disease. I don't know if it's a disease, but it's something that happens to your brain that a lot of NFL players get. Oh, the crazy thing? Yeah. (laughs) When they go, like, get a little emotional and shit. I think I'm prone to that. Yeah, I think that, I think that it's, I think that my anger is affected by it. Like, I feel like. I used to not have, like, road rage that much, and now I have road rage. And also... <laughs> but you lived in Baltimore for a year, too. That's the other thing. Also, Yeah. <laughs> also, it could be situational. But, you know. That is very true. I'm not sure. I definitely am prone to not being able to always put my feelings together and expressing how I feel. But... That could always be situational, too, you know? Yeah, that is very true. That is always hard to tell whether or not it's, like, caused by the environment you're in or whether it's, like, your actual, like, genetic makeup. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna go. Brush it over. I definitely think that I'm different as a result of having concussions. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that... I think that my life is different because I've had concussions. Like, my life would have been different if I hadn't gotten my first concussion. Yeah. My first concussion was the worst one. Really? Yeah, I was like... It was my first time I had ever drinking, like, with my friends or, like, not at my house. Um, Because my parents used to let me, like, have a sip of a beer like have half a beer or something they would like pour me a drink whenever they would drink mm-hmm. but it would be more for like tasting it with food right and then i w- i was like 16 or something or f- or 15 or something i drank um either i think it was like half a handle of raspberry vodka and it, like smear like it was oh. and <laughs> i like I just remember leaning up again. I remember specifically flirting with this, with my friend's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. They she had just gotten together with like that day, <laughs> because yeah. because he had texted me like a week before and I had curved him. Mm-hmm. And then I like guess I said something about it and then she stopped talking to me. And then I was leaning up against this door and someone opened it. 
by accident or something just coming inside and I fell backwards and like smashed cracked my head off the uh concrete floor that was there I just wanted to like oh my gosh that's yep. so horrible yeah it was pretty crazy Go, stop barking what's up what's up howdy welcome to our podcast we are welcome to recording. the recording like studio great we're gonna start cooking like any second, but then we've been podcasting, so. And smoking more weed. And we're on this podcasting. Yeah. Podcasting. How was the beach? Um, the beach was great. There was really, really, really nice swells. Yeah, yeah I think that's why Brandon's trying to go to the beach after dinner. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice swells. And there were some body surfers, some boogie boarders. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, we were just right on 93rd. They weren't as gnarly as me, right? No. no. This one bitch was catching some girls. <laughs> yeah. So. Cool. Well, I'm going to um, probably shower. Cool. Enjoy. Okay. Maybe not. Maybe just get changed. Yeah, whatever feels yeah, natural. I, I support it. I got to, um, these towels are dirty. Can I throw them over here in the laundry? Yeah, for sure. If you want, I'm just creating a pile over there, and then I'm off work tomorrow, so I'm just going to do laundry all day long. Ooh, fun. I like... So, recently, uh, I've been... Yeah, there's two piles, actually. I've been getting really good at folding laundry. Like, like... You like it? Like you enjoy store. it? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, so there was, like, a very large pile of clothes that was in our closet that mm-hmm. we hadn't dealt with since we moved, honestly. So I uh, recently, it's almost done. Like I'm almost done with the pile of clothes. You folded them all. Yeah. So I think we should talk about who we are. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I Erica. got off topic. <laughs> yeah, I've never so. been in your living quarters. Oh yeah. 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 Guilty. So I don't know how you live. True. So I know how you be. I don't know how you live. Yeah. Tell how everybody you... who you are. Me? Yeah. Who, yeah. who are you? Oh. I guess that needs Nobody to have happened at some <laughs> point. True. Um, I'm Erica, uh, sometimes known as Trap Queen, depending on who you are. Um, who am I deep down? I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> Still working on that, but I think I'm pretty cool. I'm pretty genuine of a person. I like to smoke a lot of weed, and I'm really invested in the weed. Um, I know y'all from being your boss for a little bit at the dispensary. And yes. then, yeah, got a little uh, upset and quit one day. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> now I work at a grow in Maryland, and I uh, grow some weed. I harvest some weed. I do pretty much all of it with weed. It's a great learning experience. Yeah. So who are you guys? <laughs> I'm Brandon. I am the host of this podcast. This is a like a feature episode of Dojo 9652 in another living room in Ocean City. It's pretty cool. Um, I brought my doggie here, and Zoe's here as well. Uh, I work at Remedy. Um, it's pretty cool. What I say here doesn't represent anything that Remedy stands for. I mean, we agree on some stuff, but I just got to say that as a disclaimer because I said where I work. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we're, you know, it's pretty chill. So 
they like to promote expression, which is why I'm allowed to say that. So, anyway, Zoe, who are you? Well, I am Zoe. I um, also have been featured on this podcast. Um, like a co-host. Like a co-host, kind of. Not like a feature your co-host. Well, it depends on which one it is. Not uh, sure. But I uh, worked with Erica, which is how I know Erica, and I am uh, dating Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do art, and uh, it's pretty great. She's very great at art, yeah. too. Recently, I Disclaimer. feel like I've been getting more into, like, who I am as an artist, which is very helpful um, in helping me fe- feel fulfilled as a person, which is something that I feel like I've been trying to work on more because I don't really get it as much from where, like, the avenues that I like, need it from in some in some degrees, like, just, like, professionally and yeah. all, like other type of stuff so I feel like working on myself more and my craft is gonna help me be a better person and be the person that I want to be yeah no I definitely feel that you definitely need to like if you're a creative person you can't constrain yourself in certain environments and that's what I felt a lot in the past at a previous job I was really constrained and like honestly since I've stopped working there and like I don't make nearly as much money as I used to I don't have like the same lifestyle that I used to by any means but I'm still so grateful because like creativity like wise I've had so many ideas like happening so many things like personally that I wanted to work on and then like at my last job like I just felt forced to do like what I had to do and it's 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 important I think for people who are very left-minded people like you and I I mean I'm nowhere near as like it's just different yeah yeah it's wild but I think it's important for like your own self-happiness to not forget your creativity side definitely definitely it's definitely something that I mean anything that you're passionate about I feel like is something that people need to be more aware of and be more driven to fulfill that passion you know yeah that's why it's kind of cool being passionate also about cannabis but like also kind of sucks like kind of making anything a business that you're passionate about ruins it like I felt that at my photography internship like I was so psyched about photography but the guy that I interned for he just taught himself how to be a photographer and how to be really good at it. And he had, like, the business skills, and that's what ran him on his company. And, like, there was no really, like, passion about it. And it was so business-driven that it kind of ruined photography for me. And then I kind of find that in the cannabis industry a little bit. Is that, like, the way it's run, the motivations are not, like, genuine. They're not passion-driven. They're just very money-motivated and that, like kind of when you get to anything you're passionate about I feel like that's just like the head of businesses are just money motivated and it's heartbreaking I feel that's so hard I also the only internship I ever had I interned with this woman who I had known her portfolio that I saw in in galleries and I like briefly worked with her as a kid she like taught me a few things like technique wise but she made these awesome like oil paintings of 
um, these like women in um, like burlesque uh, outfits on, but mm-hmm. like antelope heads and like deer heads oh, and like different cool. stuff. And it was like, it was really uh, different. So I started an internship with her off of the um, thought that I would be doing oil painting, but she was only doing magazine um, outline and printing. Oh. And so I was learning how to format a magazine and (laughs) sorry. (laughs) That was not what I wanted to do. (laughs) So (laughs) um, yeah, I totally feel that. And then also when I tried to make my art a business, when I was like actually making money off of it, I got a lot of people that uh, like a lot of clients that kind of ruined the the passion behind it because of the details that they wanted were so um specific that i wasn't accustomed to dealing with that yeah and that's a lot of work i feel like a lot of graphic designers go through that as well because their whole career is based off of what other people want and it's a lot to have to just always be told creativity wise what you have to do that's actually what Justin was saying. He was telling me the other night, because he went to art school in New York, mm-hmm. uh, he was telling me that they teach you specifically everything is about the client. So you need to make sure that everything that you're doing is specific to their details in order for you to make yeah. it. Yeah. Which makes sense, but I feel like for me, whenever I when I tried to do it through social media, specifically Instagram, mm-hmm. it kind of ruined it for me yeah so it, I want yeah go ahead that's how it was at my internship my photography internship because he had some like big name clients and like we had to act specific ways when certain people were in the building to like appease them for who they were and like the way that they just like in general like we weren't the ones taking the picture but like we had to dress like a certain way when we would come to our internship when certain mm-hmm. people were in the building to like be up to par with what they were looking for experience wise as well as like and like to have to do that from like an artist level and I was just interning like I would not want to be that like constricted to what the person wants right it it kind of takes away from the passion yeah and the older I get the more I realize that people are right when they're like you have to kind of work for yourself if you want to do things the way you want to do them you know, yeah. I noticed the the patterns of a business and like how it sometimes it can look like I feel like high traffic that's uncontrollable can look like a business wants a lot of money. And I feel like sometimes that can get in the way and that's something that I've noticed working for certain businesses that are like super high traffic where it's like if the management is still learning in certain places um then it like it's like well <laughs> we have to hire more people okay well now there's more traffic now we have to hire even more people okay well now the people who are going to do stuff can't do it cuz they have to work because there's more traffic and that traffic has nothing to do with the fact that like we brought it in because we didn't do any like crazy PR or like any like crazy marketing to get it to happen it's just like the state of maryland was like we really want some weed like right now Well, that's (laughs) yeah that's like the whole thing with the industry in maryland though it's so limited that like the supply and demand is so off so like 
no matter where you are right now in the cannabis industry, in Maryland in specific, like you're going to succeed to some rate because there is such a demand and an outbalance of like operators versus patients. So the right. need is always there. So like you were saying, you hire more people, like m they can handle more patients. So more patients are gonna come just because in Maryland, those patients are still like right now looking for a place to go, looking for a place with decent prices. So like, in, and like same thing with like growers and processors until they allow there to be a balance of more growers per dispensaries per patients then like the prices are still going to be outrageous and like the supply and demand right now suppliers can like charge whatever they want because the demand is so high because there's so many patients in Maryland mm -hmm. it's crazy I feel like despite the pandemic there's still like this crazy demand for like convenience it's ridiculous like it did not diminish anybody's like need or standard of convenience or time like I even noticed it within myself and I've like told people as feedback I've been like yo like when I check out with this ATM thing and then like you don't come back in time like I get annoyed like Come back mm -hmm. quicker. Like, I, like, don't do that to me. Like, I, I gave you my money, gave me my stuff. And Immediacy. So, right. And yep. I'm like, I'm a pretty thoughtful, aware, and, like, considerate person. And the fact that that happened and I noticed that, I was like, wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is deeply ingrained within us, even despite my, like, things that I've done to break down so many constructs in my brain. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. just like, wow. Well, I went to the store the other day, and it was on my day off, and I, like, was just trying to chill and I was waiting in line and there was a lot of people and I didn't have something that had a tag on it and the lady had to go find someone to figure out what price it was. And I was like, oh, no worries, like I'm not in a rush. And she like looked at me and she was like, you know what? Sometimes I just really have to remind myself of that. And she like sat there and like, I guess because there's like a long line and stuff, like, you know, you always feel like you have to just keep going and just be so fast and then like, you have to remind yourself all the time, like, you don't always need to be that, like, in a rush or, like, that go, go, go all the time. Yeah, that creates anxiety. Yeah, but our need for, like, like immediacy in life, like, just because we can, like, get on our phone and figure out, like, anything that we need to, like, that's where it, co like, reflects in life or wanting that for everything. Do you think the phone's destroyed <coughs> people? Do you think, 100%. Like, the internet destroyed people? Vine. Yeah. It was Vine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I think about, I think like... It before, do you think I, it was before then, though? I don't know. I think, like, Amazon Prime definitely fucks people up. Like, <sighs> I get... Amazon. You get a package in two days where, like, I remember in high school, like, I would expect... I'd order clothes online and expect them to take, like, two weeks, and that was mm -hmm. just normal, and, like, I couldn't track them. I couldn't really figure out where they were. Right. And now it's like you get a text message when something's delivered at your door. And it's like you ordered it like a day before. You can see where it is. Also, like, yeah. shipping I noticed everything. their right. little scheme <laughs> is similar to a lot of places that I've seen where it's like they'll tell you it's one price online, but they'll give you this crazy ass deal whenever you get your shit. So like with um, Amazon... They tell you you're going to get it in five to seven days, but you get it in, like, two. Mm -hmm. And your brain is like, oh, my God, like, I got it so much quicker than I thought. And it's right. just, like, I've been studying and thinking a lot about dopamine and stuff and how that is part of their scheme. It's like, oh, you thought 
Yeah. They hooked you up. But it's like, you didn't get a hookup. That's just how it works in a Our standard satisfaction environment. Rate. It's so crazy to think about. We as humans are so interesting. It's like our whole, like, what we subliminally catch on to and things and what we're attracted to based on, like, we don't even try to be sheep, but just, like, unconsciously from being around things become sheep because, like, it just, being around things affects you, you know what I mean? Like, even if you're not trying to pay attention to it, just being around it, like, being around a negative person all the time, you know? Yeah. Like, you might not be, like, feeding into it or anything, but just being around that energy is always going to... Like, if you just sat there every day with the news on and it being so negative, you'd start to get upset and just, like, as a person, even if you're not paying attention to it. When you're sitting there scrolling through, like, Instagram, it's the same thing. Like, you're looking at all these fake realities of people doing things, and then FOMO's is a thing but I feel like it goes way deeper than like how people really perceive that it's like it's not a fear that's like it's like a dope it's a dopamine thing because mm-hmm. like you are getting dopamine from scrolling but you're also getting dopamine from looking at people get dopamine but then the lack of you actually not being there getting that dopamine completely depletes your dopamine. (laughs) It's crazy, like, because everything's so connected. Yes. So if anybody wants a reference to where we get this crazy perspective of dopamine in your brain, it comes from uh, a video by a YouTuber called Better Than Yesterday, and the video is called Dopamine Detox. Check it out. It's pretty cool. It'll help you be a better person, I promise. Man, but, I'll need to check that out. Yeah, it's dope. I've been sending it to people that a lot of people, or well, by a lot of people, I mean my family. How long is the video? Like seven minutes, maybe? 13 minutes. 13? So oh, that's like not that. bad. That's, yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like super smooth when he's talking. He's so like, it's enjoyable. Yeah. Do you have to watch it or can you just listen to it? It's watchable. Okay. It was like, graphics along with it to make what he's saying understand uh understandable yeah more i've just been listening to a lot of podcasts and stuff so if it was listenable i'll just put it on and also listen that. to it also that but if it's only 13 minutes long there's no really point i should just listen to it regularly <laughs> on my regular time yeah i've been getting deep into the podcast and uh and the YouTube videos and interviews and stuff. What have you been listening to specifically? Um, well, as of last week, I was listening to this podcast called Growing with Fish, and it's um, all about these cannabis growers who grow with aquaponics, which is like hydroponics but with fish. Yes. And apparently it's the most environmentally friendly way to grow cannabis. And, I mean, I'm... I just found out about it last week, so I don't know about, like, the science behind it or anything like that. But you can, like, recycle the same water for four years using the fish because they, like, clean it and they, like, give it the nutrients and shit like that. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. And the roots are just in the water with the fish and the fish are just, like, living in it and grooming it? I assume so. I mean, I haven't, like, seen the operations or anything. I just listened to it on a podcast. But it's crazy. It seems like... 
it's such a cool way to grow and I don't know why there's only apparently like one or two people in America that grow so is like there shit, shit like loud yeah, yeah. And there's like one there's this one company in Switzerland that's like the main they're like certified organic cannabis growers and they grow it with so aquaponics so that's just like true OG yeah like ocean grown right like, right that's nuts but with fishies and shit yeah and that would honestly I just keep thinking of like business ideas cause like I would want to see that you could make like a whole like gr- a, like greenhouse like right. aquarium <laughs> Yeah, people would love that shit. You would go and, like, to the dispensary, get your weed that's grown there, and then walk through, like, an awesomely lit green room Mm -hmm. with the fish. That'd be so cool. The weed aquarium. Weed aquarium. You could, like, pick out your own weed. real shark shock. Yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. (laughs) That's apparently how it used to be in some, like, old school grows in California. You, like, as a patient would go and you would, like, pick out the plant that you would want. And then you'd, like, see it through its whole harvest and everything and then get it at the end. Wow. I wish you could do it that way. Be like, that looks like the dankest plant. I'll wait and I'll take that one. It's like Hershey Land. Yeah. Like chocolate. Like candy. At the end, you get, like, a little nug. (laughs) Here you go. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. Take a fish home with you. Aww. (laughs) With a little weed weed plant growing out the top of it. Dude, it's crazy how weed is just, like, so illegal. Like, you just can't have fun with it like that. I know. And then, like, the idea even that, like, so (laughs) I was talking to Zoe about this. What if your pharmacy texted you, like, two for one perks we got fucking I know. NyQuil for like six ounces for $30 like bro you yo that shit blows my ridiculous. mind the like, cannabis industry like what other industry do you know that relies so solely on text messaging their base like their client right. base you know of none and it's because the advertisements are so restricted but also it's because of like you know in a black market like you get them texts from your drug dealer that are just like yo I got this I got this going on blah 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 and yeah. that it's just that's what I think is so hilarious is it's so reflected in like the legal market as well. Uh-huh. And I don't know if like that was definitely not an intention. <laughs> My thing is just, just like it's so reflective of the like the legal market is so reflective of the illegal market. Um it's just like the illegal market is just so frowned upon and it's so it's just so crazy and yeah. different and but what power I've been structures. listening <laughs> like but what I've been learning from listening to all these podcasts is like the the like if you go to like all the old school like dank growers are all in the illicit market still because it's all the people who have money who have no idea what they're doing that are getting into the legal market and it's all the old heads who are like, No, nah, I'm gonna stick with my process and stay where I'm at instead of like trying to get like get in so much debt trying to go legal that like you can probably if you know the right people get better butt on the black market than in the legal market because it's like okay so we'll rob the illegal market by locking them up Mm -hmm. we'll rob other white men by just robbing them right from their ignorance like the government is just like And it's like, wow, man. man. And like, what I will say is the comments about where I work is that it's very community based. 
and I try because I am part of where I work that like to keep that structure very 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 clear within what I do and like the hardest part which is why this is like almost like robbing just from the governmental level um I don't want to say anything weird about the commission because that's weird but um but yeah just from the governmental level like it's like they set it up in a structure so that it's made so that we it's based off of mistakes just like everything else so if you make a mistake you get punished for it instead of taught about it and like there are people I will say who are right above the dispensary who help teach us how to do things properly because they know that they were honest mistakes but the overall structure that most things work with is that they don't get taught how to deal with the mistakes they just get punished straight for them and money gets ripped right out of your pocket for it and that just that just it sucks which is another thing that makes makes it so money driven for a yeah. lot of dispensaries because it's like we got to get this break because we might mess up but what sucks <laughs> so bad too is that like i've seen in maryland in particular two dispensaries get the same violation and the one dispensary is much larger than the other, and that dispensary gets uh, a like exponentially larger fine than the mm-hmm. other dispensary did, and like that, the politics in that just mm-hmm. is not really doesn't make sense. But it is all based off of how much money the government can make. Like to get your grow license, it's like two thousand dollars for the initial application. If you get that approved, then it's another like four or six thousand dollars, and then um. Every other year you pay, I think it's $150,000 to the commission. And it's, like, split up for each year to be $75,000. So you're That's just out of, out of the gate giving them that. Then you get fine on top of that. Like, and there's how many grows, how many processors, how many dispensaries. And you're just raking in bank. Just so much bread. Oh, yeah, nice. man. And, and they you, can't pay for, like, shit that we need? I've heard of doesn't what's yo, Flint, doesn't I, they don't they doesn't Flint not have clean water still? <laughs> yeah, no, they don't have clean water. This is, mm, priorities, man. Mm. It makes you wonder where your money's coming from. We're going to not coming from. Right, because I'm paying taxes. What? Where am I? Where is that going? I don't know, it's man. It's going to Portland. I owe taxes people. every single year, and I never can justify it. <laughs> I don't even make that much money, you know? Like, it's bullshit. That's wild. Like, the amount of taxes I get taken out is just some bullshit. I remember when I was, like, had to do my papers at one of my jobs. And, like, legally, apparently, it's like, they can't tell you, like, what to do. It's like, you have to just do it. Like, you have to know. Like, Mm -hmm. how the fuck am I supposed to know? I wasn't taught about this in any form of school. Like, it's not a requirement to, like, learn how to do taxes in any school like I'm pretty I don't know if anywhere it's a pretty broad statement but I went to private school that wasn't a thing we had like budget class which was pretty cool but I was too young to really comprehend it and then they didn't hold it out forever and then right. like I wasn't taught like laws which was fucking weird I wasn't taught like taxes and how to do taxes but you know why x equals y like right <laughs> right like, or what like the fuck? protons and yeah. like how like I'll say that. Weird shit interacts with chemicals, which is and this is that's important. I think that's important. One thing that I always <laughs> really wanted to know was like um I always wanted to do auto class, but um 
Oh, like mechanics. Oh, yeah. My mom did that in high school. They just don't make that a thing anymore. I had it in high school, but uh, it was just, like, really gross. I'm not going to lie. Like, all the people in there were just, like, very racist, and I wasn't trying to be that person. Look at the brow girl in the corner. Oh, Christ. I'm not trying to do that. Right. I'm not. (laughs) Right. Like, people, those people would pull up in their trucks with the Confederate flag on their front of their truck and shit. (laughs) But but, you should um, be able to learn how to, like, give yourself an oil change, how to change your tire. Yeah, also, I didn't think about that. that. Right. My mom taught me all that stuff, man. Yeah, I didn't learn that at all. And I feel like these are, like, I don't know. What do you feel? How do you feel about history? I've always been, like, weird about how history is taught and like I mean I feel I feel like everyone is but like specifically like Area 51 got humans in it I don't know man I've always been so bad and the Twin Towers were shot by a fucking history. laser yeah I don't know I've been so bad at history and always like I took American history three times in college before I passed like I wrote this one paper about the um like the American Indian War or something and there was it was horrible. Like, my teacher gave me points and wrote literally just, like, these are points just for giving you points. Like, because the explanation was so bad. So, like, I, I had such a hard time getting history, but I think it's because of the way it was always taught. But then, like, in my older years, like, I've been, like, going through it with, like, learning about the histories of, like, conspiracies and, like, the real history of the United States and stuff like that. And, like... There's so much they just don't teach you mm-hmm. in school, and I think that that's part of the reason it doesn't like stick for people because it needs to be honest history, and that's what helps people give a shit about what they're learning because they learn about like every part of what's happening, not just like the part that benefits the government currently. You know, dude. I remember in college, this is at Penn State. They in ethics class. They spent syllabus week plus another week out of the 14 weeks on slavery. That was it. Mm. Syllabus week. The week where you fucking get drunk as shit and black out all week. And then the next week you're recovering with maybe one or two minor tests and you can get away with like fucking up. And what's wild is my whole senior year I learned about the Holocaust. Like my whole senior year. Which I believe is like you you should learn for something that long because that's a fucked up ass thing to happen but but other stuff needs to be happening. But also 400 years of slavery in the own country that we fucking live in that like completely changed society forever and how we view everybody is probably important. (laughs) And then like I was talking to someone the other day and they like didn't know that we had like had internment camps for Asian people Mm -hmm. in America they were like what are you talking about I was like like those that kind of shit like you like briefly learn about it when it should be something that should be like that helps shape somebody as a person and that's what I think a lot of history is important for learning and that's what makes it not get repeated is someone like feeling some type of empathy for it right exactly I was just thinking like they they like take us so this applies to like pretty much everybody who's not either Jewish or not American. But like they take us to like the Holocaust Museum, which is like mm-hmm. a traumatizing experience. They show you some fucked up shit Fuck in like, yeah. eighth grade. Fuck yeah. And I was like I'm sitting here like as an adult, like so I understand sparking empathy for people like that. I think that's pretty dope. And I thought it was dope. However, it's like, yo, 
or when you go to the museum, which is the one, there's one in DC um, called the museum, where like you get to see like the the twin tower, like fucking antennas in there. It's fucking ripping oh, no. to see. It is crazy. Like I cried. It was crazy to see. Um, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Obviously, you can hear that I don't know how to explain it, <laughs> but um, if you're not American, that's a really crazy thing to see as well. And it's like. What about, you know, let me just think of something really random, like Australia. Like, what happened there? <laughs> I'm sure yeah. that we have some stuff there that we could put into a museum or a sector of a museum and talk about and have students go to and learn about. Australia, I feel like has no problems. Australia, yeah. Australia was the, was the country that uh, England put all of their criminals so their history oh, yeah, is like just like yeah that's that's why they're like they're i that's what i was always told but i feel like <laughs> they probably have some crazy like we're taking our like independence from well yeah they <laughs> yeah yeah they they caught they inadvertently colonized the aboriginals Oh yeah, yep, yep. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> because they Ow, sent the fuck. they sent the criminals That's there. And the happened. criminals were like, "All right, well, let's go ahead and criminal these people." In. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and here we have Sydney, Australia. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. I love an Australian accent. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Taking over the blackish. <laughs> God damn it, Brandon. <laughs> Fucking white people. <laughs> yeah, man. Assholes. Yeah. It's wild. The white man suppressing everybody. <laughs> Dude, my grandfather <laughs> is like Fuck everybody. is British. <laughs> he's like my grandfather's British, so he's like from England. Mm-hmm. And Terry Mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tea time. Mm-hmm. Their, I feel like their reality is just so different than everyone else's. Some people never want to get weighted. <laughs> it's just, it's just this, like, everything's so proper. Like, they don't acknowledge farts. No, uh, no way. No. You gotta acknowledge a fart. No, like, like, at all. Like, if you fart at the dinner table, you just have to, like, everyone at the table has to eat it and they can't laugh. Like, not like, Nuh-uh. they just have to, like, like pretend like it didn't happen you can't laugh you can't do nothing it's just like if you do it's like frowned upon and it's like <laughs> you're very proper anyways yeah it's very it's very improper to acknowledge a fart a fart or any flatulence you're gonna hang out with a lot of people in my life dude it's it was just so <laughs> strange it's a different way of life also like different languages I always that's why I want to be bilingual because I feel like Speaking a different language makes the world look different. Yeah. Talk to way more. Well, what I always find is crazy is that, like, we as people who speak English, like, when people are in America, we expect them to speak English. But when we're in another country, we expect everyone to speak English. Yeah. Like, it's not like we're ever like, oh, fuck, I gotta try to speak their language. We're like. It's like, not xenophobic, but it's like. Crazy. There's like a sociological, yeah. like cultural, like you fucked up word for that. 
<laughs> yeah, and it's America. My degree America. is on the wall. Like, bro, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. America's so interesting because it's such a young country. So, like, all of the people that are, like, here now are a product of when it started and... Well, if I mean, if what we know is what really happened when America started, it was pretty fucked up. Yeah, it was really fucked up. And that's why, like, I don't understand why there's so many people who are racist and people are like, get out of my country. And it's like, it's not your country, dude. Like, your whole family came from Europe or came from somewhere else. Like, this is not your country, you know? And like, right, like, no, no, you right. have no right. You know like, what's crazy is that America is so good at brainwashing people. Yeah, they got motherfuckers to believe that they got okay. So they got motherfuckers to believe that you can get a gun for your to protect your rights in case the government fucks with your rights. But then they see the government fucking with their rights, and the government uses them to suppress the people whose rights they're fucking with. Yeah, man. So it's like, hey, you can just come join the police academy. Like, you can just have this gun. Use your gun to go do this this stuff and protect the right people's rights. Right. And it's like, ah, this, this and is And that's weird. why that system's so fucked up, because, like, they're recruiting people that are attracted to that type of a lifestyle of, like, power and control. Because right. that's what it is. And you don't and even realize it half the time, but just, like, you're around this, like... That's the environment that that is, and they like. It's just Marco. Mm-hmm. That's why you should demilitarize the police. Right. I don't even. Like, right. I don't even know. Oh, like, that's just. They need to learn how to de-escalate them. shit. Them. Right. Demilitarize them. They so should yeah. need police like, in a place where there's a shit ton like, of guns. Yeah, like you need to learn <laughs> how to like defuse a situation, not just shoot a situation. Right. How y'all feel about guns? Do you feel like? I mean, obviously, America's not doing it right, but, like... No, I don't know. I'm personally scared shitless of guns myself. I've never shot a gun. I mean, I've shot, like, a BB gun and, like, a paintball gun and that kind of thing, but, like... And the power of holding a gun to me is, like, so scary that, like, the fact that I could just shoot someone and take their life, like, I don't even want to hold it in my hand. I don't even want to look at it, honestly. The way I imagine it is, like every single thing that I felt on the jet ski in, like, one instant. Yeah. It's just, like, all that adrenaline just pop. But, like, like oh, in a split I, second. I've, I've also yeah, never yeah. shot a gun, but I I like guns. I think guns are really, really fucking cool because I felt like a lot of friends who are really into guns, and I kind of worry that they own, some of them own guns, but <laughs> that's the problem with those things, that, that those people have guns, but they haven't done anything because they are smart enough to acknowledge it. They yeah. hold that power and they practiced it, but like, that's the, that's yeah, it's weird. I have, power is uh, a slippery fucking slope. Yeah, the only guns that I've ever really like been in contact with were Michelle Garcia. Shout out to Michelle Garcia and her son. Um, <laughs> they're awesome. They have like AKs. They nah. have they're, they're like it's country ARs ARs. ARs. No they are country as shit. Um. Up in the mountains, I suppose. They're in Texas right now. Oh, okay. Um, That's where everyone's going. Yeah. But, um, that, yeah, that was, I, like, 
saw them briefly and was like, those are very large and don't very That's much so look scary. real. Yes. <laughs> those are body limb rippers. Those are not like hunting weapons. Yeah, I don't know. They they definitely intimidate I've never shot me. A gun, though. Do I think that some people could own a gun? Yes. Do I think that everyone shouldn't own a gun? I don't know. But like also, like even if you make them illegal, people are still going to make them. People are still going to trade them on the black market. Right. Like, they're still going to find a way to get guns, and it's not going to necessarily be the people who just buy a gun to protect themselves. It's going to be the people who, like, you know... Are crazy as fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. You know? So like, if you make them illegal, I'm sure that would open up a completely different type of a black market, and I wonder right. if that's what the government knows that we don't yeah. know is that like them actually having guns be available to the public is better than not they're trying to balance the revenue yeah, yeah. That's, it's always a so-so thing for me cause like I don't know I would never hurt someone with a gun but then there's like many people would right Bo would <laughs> yay would hello hi Stop barking. Well, I think we should try and eat some No. Oh, damn, okay. Wait, hold on. Okay, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My eyes are getting so hot. It's all good. I just don't want to your fucking sunglasses. Did you get... Oh, no. What did you just break, dude? What was that? Where was that? What is this? What is this? Is that like a little top turny thing? I don't know. I yeah, can't like even figure it out right is now. This? Is this a, is a shot I think glass? You might it's have a to shot pick, glass. Oh, I, oh, there it is. I think you might want to pick them up and put them over it. Oh, you get to get on the couch now, you doofus. <laughs> no, no, no. Chill, chill, chill. Chill, yo. You good. Right you good. Where's the... Uh... Okay, <laughs> well, that's, a, that's like a good way how to end the podcast. <laughs> Thanks. Tuka, his shot has broken a shot glass. I think he's good. I don't think he has anything weird in his feet or anything. (laughs) He was so like, oh. Uh, Don't be embarrassed. It's just okay. You're good that you're okay. It's all right, buddy. All right. So how does it work? This was a shot glass and nothing like super important or sentimental. This was my great grandmother's shot glass from Sicily from really? when she was born. It was. No. You're lying. She got it. She got birth in that. Yep. That's smart. No, I'm just kidding. That's smart. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we have like PTSD from like white women and like us breaking <laughs> our <laughs> shit. That's like old life. and like sentimental because this of. Old roommate, she was yeah, such a Yeah, but like crazy. no names. Just, she yeah, had a crazy. lot of sentimental <laughs> things. She just had. Everything was sentimental. There's a lot of glass oh. under Brandon's feet. Um, no, I'm not materialistic. So like I have like sentimental yeah, things, okay. but I also don't have like like really like everything is a life but yes so thanks for speaking with us eric oh thanks for having me thanks for coming to my crib and i think it's time to eat um yes time to make some taco tuesday Alrighty, sweet. Okay, everybody, that's Ocean City. I said to put on the Jesus props too.